The meeting started at three minutes after five. Uh, we first order of business is the adoption of the agenda. Are there any additions and or deletions to be made? If not, I'll entertain a motion to accept the agenda as written. Okay, uh, Mr. Sawchuk, all in favor of Mr. Sawchuk's motion? Uh, that takes us to the adoption of minutes, minutes of the November 10th, 2014 regular meeting of council. Uh, I take it that people have reviewed the minutes and uh, are there any corrections or adjustments to be made? Hearing none, I'll take a motion to uh, accept the minutes as written. Uh, Mr. Ford, all in favor of Mr. Ford's motion? Passed. Uh, any uh, public hearings, Ms. Alexov? No. That takes us to presentation, and we have two presentations today. Uh, the first one is from the uh, Town of Peace River Museum, Alberta Culture Award Ceremonies, Lacombe, Alberta, October 15, October 16, 2014. And I assume that Laura Glor will... Uh, We'll make the presentation, or uh, do you have other colleagues you're bringing up, Laura? I'm pinning up. No. Bringing up. <laughs> I didn't say pinning. <laughs> Maybe you can uh, put it into the microphone, and then when people listen to it on the podcast, they'll know oh, we I have, see. we've actually won an award. Yes, this is uh, speaking to the Municipal Heritage Preservation Award. Um, we, As you know, we have a Heritage Places Committee that has been working since 2010. And if you don't mind, I'd like to just introduce a couple of the members that are here this evening. That would be great. Audrey Randall, if you could stand up there. <laughs> and beside her is, is Brian Randall uh, setting in for Karen Rumble. Karen Rumble is, uh, has also been with us for many, many years. And Jeff Milligan, many years since the beginning. We have uh, John Clark. We have, um, I just forgot everybody. That's, those are our main ones. Okay. And we have volunteers now, additional volunteers. Uh, Jeanette Rowling is doing a tremendous job with the MAP project that um, MMSA is uh, helping us with to digitize some of the historic um, maps of Town of Peace River. Mm. And this, uh, this award is given to you as the Town of Peace River because of the support that you have given to the Heritage Preservation Program. So this is about built heritage and landscapes. So our, our buildings and our heritage landscapes. So for the work that the town council has supported uh, the work of the committee, the, the work of heritage professionals, and then the assistance from the Municipal Heritage Partnership Program with grants. So where we applied for grants, the Town of Peace River uh, match that funding. So really it's a concert of efforts between the committee, the volunteer committee, the um, heritage sites, the municipal heritage program, yourselves, and your employees. 
Um, and so for the, for the work that's been done since 2010 up to this year, Donald Luxton and Associates nominated our town. They are the heritage professionals that we've been working with, along with Judy Larmore, uh, recently did a, a full in-depth heritage assessment of the Athabasca Hall. So all of that is um, supported by yourself and grants and then all of the volunteer efforts of the committee. So to accept this award, we went to a heritage forum and um, another employee, our contract employee of the Town of Peace River came with me, yes. Kate Churchill, is from Municipal Mackenzie Municipal uh, Services Agency. And they have a nice picture of you four. Yes. It's not on the big one, but you've got it. So um, we, uh, we both accepted this on your behalf, on the town's behalf, on the committee's behalf, and again spoke to how we have all worked uh, together. It's, it's, a, it's a true partnership in, in many different directions to work on this. And Kate, uh, as a planner, um, has become very interested in heritage buildings, preservation, the history, the, the planning around that, and some contemporary aspects of planning and working in with the um, with the downtown core. And you have spoken to her in the past with regards to uh, the possibility of a Main Street program, right. um, putting some promotion and emphasis on the heritage buildings in this downtown core area. So as a result of the enthusiasm that she uh, gleaned from mixing with uh, a variety of people at the Heritage Forum, planners being being one of the one of the mix. Um, she'd like to also speak to uh, to that project, to to how it can be incorporated into town planning um, for for our future and for the uh, the residents as well as our visitors. So I'd like to just ask. Kate. Great. So should we do a photo op first with the, you, I think so, your yes. little committee in, front of, in front of the yes. town council, and we'll just do it right here? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. My, thank you. <laughs> our, our board representative, Klaus Sipma. Um, so the, uh, the Heritage Committee is a, is a committee that works under the authority of the uh, museum board. So the museum board is the uh, is your direct um, advisory board, and so as such, uh, the terms of reference of the heritage committee come under the museum board. And Klaus Sipma is one of our board members and is representing the museum board. My apologies, Klaus. So if we could have a little great we'll gathering, that. that would be wonderful. No. Do you have a camera? Do you? Joanne didn't bring the camera today. No. Is that cell phone? I wanted to get You just happen to have one. Oh, lovely. Oh, we'll be behind on the. Yes. Right 
except that Terry Sutcher. Yeah, for sure. Great. Um, I was just going to speak to the planning aspect of heritage preservation yeah. um, just briefly. Go we'll ahead, go Ms. On Churchill. On. Okay. Um, so, uh, as Laura said, I accompanied her to this conference, and um, it was really eye-opening for me. It really um, brought in my perspective about uh, how heritage preservation is, is a, potentially a really effective uh, planning tool because it aligns with a lot of the progressive planning principles that um, that you see being employed today uh, really effectively, um, especially in terms of uh, its sustainability. It's really it's a focus on sustainability. So um, we talk a lot about environmental sustainability. So preserving buildings um, reduces waste to landfills, uh, reduces greenhouse gas gas emissions. A lot of times buildings are built to such a high quality. Uh, from a certain era that they're actually more energy um, reducing um, or could be adapted easily. Um, there's economic sustainability. You're investing in what you already have. Um, and then culturally and socially, um, in terms of community development, uh, planners like to throw around the phrase sense of place. It's a really ambiguous term. It's really hard to um, pin it down. It's really hard to develop it to in a town, um, in any community. But uh, with heritage um, and focusing on your history, you have that built in. And all you really need to do is invest in it and have a sustained investment. And um, you're, you're, you're investing into something that is that people can connect to, so not just residents but visitors as well. Um, so in that sense, I think it's a really... Um, it's a really good direction for um, towns that are interested in, in re revitalization uh, to employ heritage. Um, we came across some really good examples at the forum um, in Lacombe. Uh, Lacombe itself has a really successful main street. They actually won an award last year for best main street in Canada. Um, and it's, uh, it's amazing. It's great. It's a, it's a really big draw. And uh, um, at a smaller level, Olds, um, they have a really innovative uh, 
program where they promote their heritage uh, in really simple, small ways in a, in a variety of, using a variety of tools to get reach different segments of the population. Um, they call them heritage vignettes, and they're um, basically building histories, um, and they'll put uh, a little info blurb in each building, and that way the, the owner or the, the renter of that building um, can engage with anybody coming in um, to use their business. Um, they can, uh, one thing I think was an idea that they had was uh, using posters to put in windows of vacant buildings. And I know Laura's done that to a certain extent, um, and it could definitely be built upon in the town, so that would be a potential step the town could take right away. So um, that's just me putting in my blurb about heritage planning, and um, hopefully it interests everybody else here. So thank you very much. Great, thanks. <coughs> thank you very much. That takes us to the second presentation of the evening, and that will be from the Peace River and District Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors, and their item that they want to discuss, I take it, is Economic Development Officer for Peace River. Welcome, and uh, good evening. Good evening. Maybe Everyone? if I could just get you to uh, read your names into the record. I'm Michael Matthews. I'm the president of the Peace River and District Chamber of Commerce. Amy Murphy, director. Andy Govero, past president of Chamber of Commerce. Right. And I assume it's Amy Murphy, LLB, as opposed to Amy Murphy, DVM. Yes. <laughs> okay. Very well. Thank you, Your Worship, honorable members of council. I am here in my capacity as a member of the Board of Directors of the Peace River and District Chamber of Commerce. We thank you for this opportunity to present the views of our board and our membership to you. Our membership consists of 167 businesses and we have 15 board members. Our board voted overwhelmingly that we make this presentation today. We also polled our membership to quickly canvass their views on the subject. Accordingly, the views that will be presented this evening will be a distillation of a number of conversations that have occurred at the board and membership meetings over the last year. Conversations between individual board members and councillors and presentations we have heard from you, Mr. Mayor, and from the, our town's liaison to our board. And finally, the results of our poll of our membership. This paper itself is a result of a collaborative effort on the part of a number of board members. I have been pleased to ask to present it. 
Our presentation to you is specific to the issue of economic development within our town and within our region. I am new at presenting on a panel of eight, so I would ask that you hold your questions and your comments to the end. My presentation will take 25 minutes, I think pretty much on the nose, so if I could ask you to, to give us that courtesy of your time. The priority to be assigned to economic development. There are three preliminary matters I wish to address. It is our view that firstly, in light of the Carmen Creek expansion announcement that occurred October 31st, 2013, the debate is no longer whether or not Peace River should grow. Growth will happen whether or not residents want it to. As per the CRIS report, in situ production is viable provided oil prices are $75 US per barrel or more. Secondly, the term economic development is not to be narrowly defined as stimulating the creation of new businesses. As I'm sure you know, economic development is the sustained concerted actions of policymakers and communities that promote the standard of living and economic health of a specific area. In short, is the, it is the management of growth. Number three, in light of the Carmen Creek expansion, economic development is far broader than revitalization of our downtown core. Industry development has eclipsed the issue of downtown revitalization. I'd like to share with you some projections from the Comprehensive Regional Infrastructure Sustainability Plan, the CRISP report, developed by Alberta Energy, which many of you are likely familiar with. I note that I'm working from a December 2013 draft and as that is all that was available to me on short notice. As of the date of the report, Shell's production in the region was 15,000 barrels per day. Projections are that production will reach 80,000 barrels per day in, by 2017. That's just two short years from now. Other producers operate in the area and are in various stages of exploration and development. An upgrader station is planned for, for near McLennan and could process up to 200,000 barrels per day and employ over 100 ongoing operating staff. Highway 2 from Donnelly to Grimshaw currently has daily truck volumes exceeding 450 trucks per day. The daily truck counts on Highway 35 from Grimshaw North are also in excess of 450 trucks per day. Representatives from the CAP or from Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers, which goes by the name CAP, presented at a chamber meeting a number of months ago and advised that substantially all of that increased production will be moved by truck, not by rail. <clears throat> they did not know, however, <coughs> excuse me, how many more trucks would be on the road by 2017. And they knew, and this is troubling, they knew nothing about the plans or any plans to highway to twin the highway to Valley View. The population growth projections for 2030, that's just 15 years from now, for Peace River and the surrounding areas are as follows with base number base numbers for the year 2011. 
They're projecting a growth of 48.5% in Peace River, which represents 300, oh, sorry, 3,269 new residents. In Grimshaw, they're expecting 95 new residents. Nampa, a growth of 77% or 279 new residents. Berwyn, 5.8% or 31 new residents. Northern Sunrise County, 1,184. Mem of Peace, 170. And the County of Northern Lights, 148. The report assumes that 50% of contractors will be living in work campus accommodation and 50% of construction and contract workers will have permanent residence in the area. Well into 2045, 30 years from now, the report projects only very modest increases in tourism and retail employment. It is industry that will grow. The required improvements to 2030, that's 15 years from now, are outlined in the report. Improvement to Highway 2 on both the east and the west accesses to town, a second bridge, regional water lines, an upgrade of our water treatment plant, <clears throat> additional school capacity, 41 new hospital beds, and upgrades to transmission lines. Neither the twinning of Highway 2 from Valley View to Peace River, nor the twinning of Highway 35 north to Valley View are included in the 10-year plan. We have serious concerns that the highways to Peace River will be as dangerous as the highway to Fort McMurray. On simple math, based on the increased production, we can expect greater than five times more oil and gas trucks on our highways and substantially more if the upgrader station goes ahead. As for the role of municipalities, the report recommends that municipalities ensure their development and area structure plans align with the CRISP report. And this is important. The report cautions that the key to implementation will be having sound understanding as to how actual growth compares to growth scenarios developed for the CRISP. Our anecdotal experiences that actual growth rate of residential development in Grimshaw and Berwyn over the last year surpasses the projected rates for those municipalities. While at the same time, Peace River's actual growth rate for residential development is far lower than predicted. We attribute that discrepancy to a lack of service land on which to develop and a lack of willingness on the part of landowners to develop. The report cautions that Peace River is the least developed of the three regions that they've done these CRISP reports for. They've already done one for Athabasca and one for Cold Lake. This one for the Peace River region says that Peace River is the least developed of the three regions, so increases in bitumen production could potentially have immediate and significant impacts. And I think we have to listen to that because the projections that I gave you for population growth for 15 years down the road it, the report doesn't say it's going to be a gradual increase. More likely, if we turn our minds to it, that increase is going to happen substantially in the first five years or so and then be gradual after that. And the report contemplates that. <clears throat> it is the board's position that the town of Peace River is faced with a daunting challenge. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed one part. 
The report recognizes that the town of Peach River is the largest urban center in the region and presupposes that it will continue to be the commercial and social hub of the region. Retaining that position and sustaining the quality of life of our residents costs money. The issue for Peace River is where is that money going to come from? It is the board's position that the town of Peace River is faced with a daunting challenge of anticipating growth and planning for it in a proactive and productive manner. According to the results of our quick survey of our membership, 60 out of 65 of the members who responded to the poll gave an average rating of three, or sorry, of 9.3 out of 10 as to the priority that they assign to management of the projected growth. We as a board stand behind that priority rating. We believe it is imperative that our chamber, town council, neighboring municipalities, and the provincial government rise to that challenge. I point out that the position paper that was sent out to our membership with the poll did not sugarcoat the matter. We gave them an estimated cost of $130,000 for an experienced EDO or Economic Development Officer. That position paper and the survey is attached to the package that I will leave with you. We have all heard the stories of Fort McMurray. Lack of affordable housing, highway, an inadequate highway system, drug and alcohol problems, and associated crime rates. And the list goes on. Quite clearly, we do not want to be a Fort McMurray. We want to be a healthy, economically, and socially vibrant community. We must all be attuned to the challenges and respond accordingly. We are at a disadvantaged position. Fort McMurray had the land base to accommodate growth and capture the tax revenue to support the infrastructure. We do not. Without planning, we are headed for crisis. There will be pressure to continue to increase tax rates for local residents and businesses in order to finance the infrastructure and social and community services and facilities necessary to stay, sustain the burgeoning growth at our borders. We do not want excessive tax increases. Our limited service land base means that it is likely that residential and industrial development will occur outside of our town boundaries. We will not benefit from the property tax revenue that is generally associated with growth. We must be smart. We must make growth management a top priority and, be, and we must work with our regional par partners and with the provincial government. We must maximize the use of our existing land base. We have serious concerns regarding the priority that our town council has placed on economic development. The basis of those concerns is firstly the PowerPoint presentation of your strategic plan as presented by yourself, Your Worship, to our general membership meeting on April 2nd of this year. It did not state economic development generally to be a priority. It did, however, state downtown revitalization as a priority. The Chamber wants to see revitalization of the downtown core, but believes that that issue has been eclipsed by projected industry growth. The Chris report projects only very modest growth in the retail sector well into 2045. Nonetheless, the PowerPoint listed 
hiring an economic development officer to, bro to promote downtown PR as an initiative to be completed in 2014 by Councillor Benke. We submit an economic development officer should be hired, but the initiative should be more broadly stated to include the strategies outlined in, in the CRISP report. In the town strategic plan, the initiative of pursuing joint economic development areas with surrounding municipalities through which tax revenues on our borders would be shared has a target date of 2018. We believe that initiative should, be, should have been started this past year. It is now over one year since the Carmen Creek expansion announcement was made and to our knowledge, the town has only invested $30,000 into economic development. As we understand it, that expenditure only came about because the Lac Cardinal Economic <coughs> Development Board approached the town to join them in April. It is our understanding that because the town had not budgeted for an EDO, $30,000 was allocated to the project on an interim trial basis of six months. The Carmen Creek announcement came out over a year ago and the CRISP report was released shortly thereafter. We have the opportunity to use that information while allocating funds in the 2015 budget. In our opinion, there is a disconnect between the perspectives of the over 160 businesses we represent and the perspective of our local government on the current economic development needs of our town. It is our position that economic development is properly placed at the top of the town's list of needs, not on the town's list of wants. The Chamber would like to work with you to help you come to understand our position. We need our own full-time economic development officer. The Board of Directors of the Peace River and District Chamber of Commerce is united. We are unanimous in our view that the town should have its own EDO. Of the 65 members of the chamber who responded to our poll, 60 supported our position. We should say that the poll was taken without notice and members were given only two days to respond. One of our board members, Kelly Whalen, representing Go Auto, was unable to <coughs> attend here this evening, but it has provided us with a letter to you that he asked we read aloud. Dear Mayor Tarpey and Council, I am writing this letter as a business operator and as a person who is deeply involved in our community. As the dealer principal of the Go Auto operations at Peace River, I have done my utmost to ensure Go Auto not only grows with the community, but actively helps the community to grow. Through our many sponsorships and partnerships with community organizations to my extracurricular activities with the school board, the Health Foundation, and the Chamber of Commerce, Go Auto has strongly supported these community outreach activities. Return on investment is the bottom line for any successful business, or for that matter, any growth-oriented community. However, while return on investment is usually measured in dollars and cents, forward-looking businesses and communities find other ways of measuring the returns on investment. Quality of life, strength of community, 
sustainable growth, long-range planning, and diversification of our economy are all factors which take time to measure and which, if carefully attended to, yield tremendous measurable benefits in years to come. Go Auto's business commitment to Peace River touches on all these aspects, particularly in regards to strengthening the community, sustaining growth, and implementing long-range planning. While Peace River needs to work with neighboring municipalities, I feel it would be in the best interest of all concerned for the town to have its own economic development officer. As counterintuitive as it might seem at first, neighboring areas would benefit greatly by having enhanced development in the town of Peace River. Since Peace River is the business and administrative center for the area, what is good for the town is good for the entire region. From a return on investment perspective, the money currently allocated to supporting a shared EDO position could be put to much better use towards establishing a dedicated position for the town of Peace River. The tax revenues that would accrue from the retention, expansion, or attraction of one or two medium-sized businesses would more than make up for the increased cost over the amount currently being spent. New businesses locating in town would also bring about new employment, which ultimately enhances the bottom line for our members and our business community. If Peace River is to provide employment opportunities for its growing residential population, the community must be well positioned for growth opportunities in both energy and non-energy sectors, such as light industry, retail, service, and tourism. I feel that the much-anticipated major growth in the energy sector in coming decades, the town will need to step up and show that they believe in our future. I believe that Go Auto has effectively already stepped up and demonstrated its faith in our future through its numerous businesses, community support, and our major expansion in the area. Hiring a dedicated EDO for the town of Peace River would be an important step towards the town demonstrating that belief and thereby validating the faith of all businesses such as Go Auto. Thank you for your time. I apologize that I wasn't here tonight to speak personally due to previous commitment, but I look forward to continuing to work with the town, its residents and businesses as we move ahead to a brighter future. Thank you, Kelly Whalen, dealer principal, Peace River Ford, Peace River Chrysler, Peace River Arctic Patch, Peace River Flaris, Peace River Line X, Peace River Go RV and Marine, and Flair Ford. I also have a letter, letters of support from Norm Boucher of Boucher Brothers uh, Lumber Limited, from Wayne and Margaret George of Boston Pizza, of Ian Gardner of Shaw Lane Holdings, and Shauna Gardner as broker-owner of Remax Realty. And those will be attached to the package that I leave you here tonight. Great. Thanks. Oh, uh, it doesn't end there. Oh, Sorry. I can see you're all looking at your monitors and you're not, you're a little bit looking indifferent. And I hope you're oh. not indifferent. We, we've put a lot of time and effort into this. We think it's really important, not just for our chamber members, but for all of our community residents. So I hope you'll bear with me. We have a little bit more to do. 
Sorry, Amy, I just want to clarify, not indifferent, taking notes. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you. We recommend that the existing strategic plan be revamped to give priority to the following initiatives and that the budget be adjusted to support those initiatives. We'd like to see you broaden our economic development focus to include downtown revitalization and attracting new businesses as well as the creation of conditions for residential and industrial development. We'd like you to maximize the use of our existing land base by attracting developers and providing information and incentives for them. We'd like to increase our tax base, reduce the cost of infrastructure, services, and community facilities. We'd like to see maximize the opportunities for local residents to obtain employment and for our local contractors to obtain contracts. We'd like you to liaise with industry to determine what is required for our employees and our contractors to get work in the patch, whether it be safety courses, licensing, training, the like. We'd like you to build relationships with industry so that when we need corporate donations to our community facilities and services, we are more likely to receive them. To lobby industry, to lobby provincial government, and lobby provincial government directly to contribute and improve our infrastructure more promptly. For example, twinning of the highways, improvement of accesses to the town, and construction of a second bridge. Also, expansion of our hospital and health services. And finally, we'd like you to encourage our neighboring municipalities to collaborate. It is our firm position that our town requires its own full-time staff economic development officer to spearhead and assist council in implementing the above initiatives. It is appropriate for the town to collaborate with our neighboring municipalities on projects that benefit both areas, such as the airport, the arena, the swimming pool, the regional water lines, and the like. In our view, it is unreasonable to expect that four municipalities could collaborate on initiatives to create residential and industrial development, both of which increase a municipality's tax revenue. It is human nature to compete for revenue. We draw your attention to the experience of Northern Sunrise County and the town of Peace River in attempting to share a chief administrative officer in the 1990s. In short, the attempt was a failure that caused a deep rift between the two municipalities for a number of years. We encourage you to think of it in terms of return on investment, as Mr. Whalen has suggested. We point out that Northern Sunrise County has invested in a full-time EDO for a return of 1,184 new residents. The County of Northern Lights has invested in a full-time EDO for a return of a projected 148 residents. We suggest that the town of Peace River should invest in a full-time EDO for a, rejected, or for a projected return of 3,269 new residents and their corresponding tax revenue. Economic Development Officer is the type of position that will create revenue rather than cost money. Overall, we are of the view that the Council's perspective must change 
from a view to allocating tax dollars to various departments to a commitment to investing in the future of our community so that residents will enjoy a greater quality of life throughout and beyond the growth that is projected for our town. A reordering of priorities will necessarily flow from that change of perspective. We understand that there is money in the town's budget for a communications officer and that council is currently working or considering that position. We recommend that that money combined with $80,000 you are considering transferring to the LAC Cardinal Economic Development Board be used to hire an experienced EDO, preferably one with experience in another community that has faced the challenge of rapid growth from the oil patch, such as Fort McMurray, Cold Lake, or Athabasca. The Chamber of Commerce would like to partner with Council. As said above, our Chamber consists of 167 businesses, many of which are in industry and serve the oil patch. We are currently attempting to recruit members of the oil and gas industry to our board of directors so that we are better apprised of the needs and initiatives of that industry. We have direct and immediate contact with our membership so that, as we have done on this issue, we can quickly both inform them and canvass their opinions. We are a member of the Alberta Chamber of Commerce, which is a strong lobbyist of the provincial government. In all, we believe we can be a valuable resource for Council in meeting the challenges that lie ahead for our town and our region. Moreover, our Chamber serves the Peace River District and our membership includes members from each of our neighbouring municipalities. As such, we can be an important link in the collaborative initiatives that must be undertaken in the future. We are eager and willing to rise to the challenges ahead. We thank you for your time. We will leave you each with a copy of this presentation for your further review and deliberations. And we ask that either yourself, Mayor Tarpey, or Deputy Mayor Manger attend at our next general membership meeting on December 3rd to respond to our presentation. We suggest that calling a town hall meeting for all residents to participate in ordering our priorities in light of projected growth of our town and our region would be appropriate. And we note that we would like to see council publish in our local newspaper. Like the municipalities of Northern Lights and uh, Northern Lights, the MD of Peace and the town of Grimshaw do in the Mile Zero News and Northern Sunrise County does in the Record Gazette, reports on what is discussed at council meetings. Again, I know that I've gone on at some length. I apologize for that. Um, if you have questions or comments at this time, my friends would be happy to address them. Well, thanks for your presentation. Uh, we haven't made any final decisions on the budget, so we'll take your uh, take your comments into consideration. I don't think we'll be ready by December third to make it make a full decision on that, and uh, probably be early January before we we would uh, come in and and speak to uh, what what the factors were in our decision one way or another. So I'll uh, leave it at that. Yeah, Mr. I have, Mr. I have a question. I, I guess I was anticipating that the Chamber would come with sp some specific projects that you saw the ED officer, whether we go with that Cardinal or if we hire our own to do, and I, I didn't hear that. 
one of the suggestions I did hear you say the town needs to get into development and providing residences, which I, you know, personally don't think that's a municipal's responsibility. I think that should be the private sector that does that. Um, are you suggesting that the town get into into the development business to make sure that there's more lots available? No. Yeah. No. Okay. no. I didn't think no. so. <clears throat> the economic development officer's job with developers is to be a liaison between town council and the developer. That's their job. Uh, we don't have any specific pr uh, projects because um, we would be here for an hour and a half just listing all the things that we see that may be coming down the hill. Um, yeah, I do too, and I, that's why I don't think there's, this is not the place to get into a debate yeah. about which projects that's true. You, want to, you want us to back and which ones we think are uh, beneficial for the town and the community. So, yeah, I don't want to get into those kind of details. Uh, yeah, there's no specifics, no. Ms. Um, one of the comments that you did make at the end there, um, Ms. Murphy, was the uh, the key communication items, the referencing the what happens at the the meetings in the newspapers. Yes. Okay, so we are working on that. It's actually me that's taken on the role of that at the moment. Um, and what I do at the moment is I take all of the key communication items that come out of a council meeting, and at the moment I'm sending it to Record Gazette, uh, Mile Zero News. Um, Kicks 106. Actually, if you a want few to others. I guess what yeah. I'm saying there is that if if you if the chamber wants them in lieu until we get the the actual article going, I'm more than happy to add you guys to my mailing list. That'd be great. Okay. Thank you. So who would I take that to? Would I take that to Kelly? Yes. Okay. And then she's she can fan it out to your membership and and you'll get the highlights. <coughs> well, you can actually get the verbatim notes right off the podcast if you're that interested. All these meetings have a podcast associated yes. with it, and they're on our website. So. Well, myself and some of the older members of the population that aren't as savvy as our town council oh, aren't I'm sure electronically you're driven. We're, we're still the old archive, the oh. old paper. Oh, you can listen to it while you're going between town and town. And I know you have lots of clients outside outside the town boundaries. So any other questions? I have uh, just one general question. When is the approximate date for finalization of the budget? Well, we, we're working on it right now. We've we've uh, motored through most of the major departments, and we're really waiting for uh, the tax assessments to come through, which is the end of February. Uh, but we would, um, and that would tell us how how much monies there are. Um, and, but I think in terms of a decision in whether we pursue economic development through the like Cardinal board or whether we hire a dedicated EDO for the town. I think that decision would probably be made early January. So we'd be able to speak to that early to mid-January. Would you be willing to come to uh, one of the chamber meetings prior yeah. to making that decision? I, yeah, we. I think we could. Well, the final decision really won't probably, uh, on, in terms of the budget, probably won't be have to be made until the end of March. Uh, but we certainly would like to uh, have that done by the end of February. So, uh, yeah, we'd we'd come and we'd speak to it in January, and then we could discuss it further. And if there's adjustments that need to be made after that discussion. We can probably do it in February. 
just before you leave, uh, my question to the chamber, and uh, I, I think we're drawing to an end, should be directed, is uh, there was some discussion about whether or not you wanted Colin to participate at future meetings uh, or at some of your meetings. So perhaps by December 3rd, you can let me know whether or not whether or not you want me to continue to attend your Why? meetings as your as your town liaison. I was under the impression from the meeting that I went to that there was some uncomfort levels, uh, and you were deciding at that meeting that I went to whether or not I should participate in that discussion. So just... Did I miss something? Uh, well, that's that's what you... No. Uh, well, no. Then, then maybe okay, I no, misinterpreted no. what you said, Mike. Yes, but you so what, what, what I need from yeah. the chamber, what we need from the yeah. chamber is tell us uh, what your expectation is of the town liaison person at your meetings. Okay. I'll and sit down. Actually, I will sit down with you a coffee. That would be great, yeah. And then, well, uh, and then, yeah, no, if, there's, there's, if you yeah. want me to continue those meetings, the other thing I'd like to know is what those yeah. agenda items are, so that I can come prepared to speak to them. Correct. Okay. Yeah, not a problem. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Just one question. Oh. Um, after uh, after a chat with uh, Miss Murphy here, the or I think it was last night at Festival of Trees. Um, the the chamber you you represent like the the area or are you representing the town of Peace River because it's district district. Our membership includes the entire district. We are the Peace River and district chamber. Okay, uh, you had stated earlier in your uh, in your presentation you had 167 business members. How many of them are within the town of Peace River and how many are rural? Or I can't answer for no, you right now, but we can certainly give you that count. Ballpark like. <coughs> Couldn't tell I you. just can't tell you. Honestly, um, I don't think we ever break it down like that. We right. don't. Uh, we don't specify you. You know where your address is, other than your email address and where we send the receipts to. We represent the DMI, the Shell. Um, our district includes over the mile to the three mile corner, north, just to just about to Dixonville, all the way across into Red Earth, and then back and around is our district, is that we have slated with the Alberta Chambers. Uh, so yes, we have uh, some of the oil patch, we have DMI, we have some of the people out on the, um, by the airport that are on there, uh, Weberville, downtown. It's, uh, we've never taken pins to the map. Yeah, the reason why I ask is I'm just trying to uh, um, wrap my head around the, uh, the whole thing of uh, a regional EDO or a dedicated EDO, and how would what would be best for this community? I think it would be. I think our letter to support. Maybe I didn't really want to answer any questions, but here I am. But um, the the problem ahead of us, I think, is so broad that we need that in our actually our neighboring municipalities need us to be a strong leader in economic development. So I think it benefits all of our municipalities if we have a strong economic development officer. Our Northern Sunrise County, you, you know, they have one. I understand he's very, very busy. I know the one in Northern Lights is very busy. I would suggest that we wouldn't be doing our part to manage regional growth if we did not have our own independent economic development officer because I believe there's that much work to be done. I truly, you know, if we're hearing we're going to be Fort McMurray, let's not have the problems that Fort McMurray has. I think that takes a lot of work, and we should, we should be taking the lead on this. 
see or somebody wants to make a comment from the gallery. Yeah, if I may, um, just a question. What other um, factors might contribute to your final decision in January on this position? I've heard reference to having finalized our budget, but I'm curious to know what other things might contribute to making that decision. And secondarily uh, to that, is there any way that the chamber could support you in gathering the information to help you make that decision for any of those other factors beyond the budget that you're aware of currently? Well, one of the things that we've already done uh, is we've drafted a uh, an economic uh, development work program, and we we want to sit down and discuss that with like Cardinal Development Group. Uh, it has it it speaks to uh, the deliverables that we would want to see from that group, and uh, it's still in draft form. I think uh, Councillor Needham can probably share uh, what our what our key results areas are that we want the uh, we would want Lac Cardinal to work on, and if they could deliver, uh, some of them are some of it is ambitious, uh, but we one of the reasons why we why we thought about Lac Cardinal is that we can leverage our economic development dollars. I we all pitch in, we get an economic development officer, but then we also have. Money's left over the, to actually allow the guy to uh, or gal to to uh, to deliver projects. So some of our our one of our key result areas. So we have three. One is business retention and attraction, and there's uh, three goals underneath that. Uh, the first goal was to create a competitive advantage for town of Peace River and and region businesses, and uh, so we. And below that are uh, eight bullets. Um, our other goal is to create an industrial attraction strategy for the town of Peace River and region. region. And goal 1.3 is revitalize downtown Peace River. And, you know, I'm not going to go through all the bullets here. And then uh, key result areas, develop economic hubs for town of Peace River and region. So we're looking to create a transportation hub. And, of course... You know, with the investment we've made in the in the airport, we certainly want to follow that up. And I should actually tell you, there's a natural alliance between us and the MD of Peace in terms of that corridor that goes all the way up to uh, to the airport. That is a called a joint economic development corridor. And once we're able to deliver water up there, we are actually entitled to to 50% of the, uh, the tax revenue that's generated from it. And also working with the MD apiece, it really makes for more of an amicable annexation if we need need to go down that road. We're also looking to create a secondary education hub here in Peace River so that we can uh, grow the talent in here in Peace River. And, and some of the things that we've already done towards that is support the uh, STEAM lab at Northern Lakes, we're uh, looking to create a regional center for medical care in, in Peace River, and we're actively lobbying for a family care slash clinic, a medical clinic. Um, and it ties in very well with what Rotary House and, and the community is trying to do in terms of uh, the Shell Rotary uh, House development. 
And the third uh, key result area is to enhance the quality of life in, in the town of Peace River and region. So I think those align pretty well with, with what uh, you, you spoke, spoke to uh, in the last 25 minutes or so. And, um, and I think Mr. Needham uh, will, be, is able to, will be able to share this, but this is some of the stuff we want to talk to with Lack Cardinal and uh, see if they can deliver on the, on those on those uh, on those items and whether we as a what we might need to pick up as a town that they won't be able to deliver on so so that's where we're uh, so those will be some of our deliberations in the next next month when does Zilla Cardinal want to have a determination for who they are I would have to defer to Councillor Sawchuk in terms of hiring. They're, uh, they want to obviously know as soon as possible. I mean, you know, our, our participation with them uh, is going to impact what they do. Um, at our last meeting, we did definitely tell them that we weren't prepared to make that decision yet. They decided to go ahead with hiring an officer regardless of whether or not Peace River joins in or not. It will certainly impact their budgeting, however, so... I think that's where it sits right now. Mayor Charvey, can I just ask, are you suggesting that we couldn't do joint development areas with other municipalities unless we share an EDO or we pay a fee to an economic development council? No, I'm not saying that. No. We have joint development. We have a joint economic development area with... Uh, Northern um, Lights, I believe. Northern Lights, yeah. But they also have, how much in assessment does Northern Lights have, tax assessment? I think it's in the order of 15, 20 billion. We're hoping to be, have a tax assessment of the one, we hope to go over the one billion mark this, in February. So, 1.5 billion. They're only at 1.5? That's their? 1.5 billion. Okay. That's their tax revenue. Mm -hmm. No, that can't be their revenue. That's, that's their the tax revenue, though. That, that's their revenue, right? Yeah, this is equal assessment. Okay. What was the number you want? Yeah, what, what can they, what, what value do they have to, for their taxation base? Is that in there? Certainly it's 10 billion or more. We'd be 1 billion at best, I think. If I, if I could make one comment, Mr. Mayor. Um, one of the things we've been asking several of the oil companies that we've either had presentations in here to or gone to their open houses and so on is um, what they're hearing from their prospective employees as to what would attract them to live in Peace River. And um, some of it seems to be, well, what do you have for sort of the enhancement of quality of life? Um, it's the, is it the recreation, the schools, the looks of the place, that sort of thing? Because quite often they're needing to um, encourage not just if it's a couple, a family, one has got the job, what's going to get the other one to come? And so we're well aware of that in sort of our deliberations about budget decisions too. And uh, like the looming one for us is the arena. 
and we're being told by some of these um, oil companies specifically that um, that's what their people one of the big things they're looking for. If they know that your arena's going to have a lifespan of maybe five years, well, what are you doing about it so that we can get our employees to come and stay here? And um, long range for Peace River, I think we're all in agreement. We're going to have population, we think. Um, what's going to bring them here? And it's everything from the daycare to the arena to, well, whatever their interests are. And it tends to be interest not just in the job per se, because they can fly in and traipse home to Red Deer, you know, on the weekend because that's their shift. And so that's kind of a perspective we're coming from with respect to our whole budget deliberation as well. And realizing that some of our regional partners are going to be key to um, bringing those um, attractions either into... Um, uh, being the new arena or into um, something that's attractive like our daycare is one of the ones in particular that you know people look for they expect it they also look for housing and we've had comments from some of the real estate people that um, well gee it's hard to get developers here because they um, say well we can stay in Grand Prairie or we can stay wherever and we can make our monies there without having to worry about getting a work crew here or finding workers here so that's something else that I think some of you are, are well aware of and probably trying to help the cause by attracting those developers here. We know that uh, some of the land issues, um, yes, we need more land that's going to be developed in the future, and that's part of our planning processes, I think, that we're becoming more and more aware of. Just where can we put um, more housing? Where can we put more businesses? And some of our deliberations, as I keep going back to, are those partnerships. And um, economic development could well be one of those, too. So, uh, one more point. And, and I just want to be sure. Are you suggesting, because this is an important point for me, I think that those corporations in the oil patch are willing to contribute to community facilities, and that's one of the reasons it's important to have that economic development officer building those relationships. I, I would agree. It works all sorts of ways, yeah. yeah. I think you're underestimating the value of those formalized relationships. I mean, since I've been council, you know, I didn't know what was going on previously, but the previous council, I think, is recognized, did not have good work relations with the neighbors. The, much of the money, the contributions we get from the neighboring municipalities was through those those formalized agreements were there. And, you know, I think we've seen, seen there's some real value in that. You know, I mean, you can argue... You know, maybe some of that would happen without, but clearly there is value in, in formalizing relationships and working relationships with, with the neighbors. We understand that there is a need for that, but sometimes you have to pick and choose which one you regionalize. Um, the comment I want to make is uh, I have heard from people that maybe part of our job as the chamber is to be economic development. Um, we kind of are. But I have a past president behind me, and I went to Edmonton. The Edmonton Chamber agreed to talk. Um, we had a three-and-a-half-hour meeting with two developers to come up to Peace River to develop. And after three-and-a-half hours, their closing comment was, what can you do for us? And since we weren't employed by the town, we had to walk away. That's the EDO's job. We can help. We can do lots. We can get in contact with a lot of people, but we can't make decisions. 
So just out of curiosity, did you direct them to, to Mr. Bunn? Yes. You did? Yep. Okay. And they never went anywhere. And it, I don't think you ever saw them. No, they never went. They never left Edmonton. Hold on. Did they? No. After the meeting, that was that was the end of the meeting. Yeah. I do believe they took some cursory looks at it, but that was it. Well, we can trade anecdotes so yep. right here, so I'm not going to get into that. And we we'd like to get out of here before 10 o'clock. So, I'll, uh, thanks very much for your presentation. And, you. Amy, you do have a copy of that presentation. Oh, I do. Yes. Ms. Alexa, if any uh, any bylaws? Yeah, oh, absolutely. We need to. No. We'll take a ten a ten minute recess. Thanks. I'd like to call the meeting back back to order. We're now in unfinished business. And uh, we have the garbage contract. Yes. But it's garbage like gold. Anyways, um, this is a request for decision for council. Thank you. Um, this is a request for decision for council to decide whether or not to award an extension to waste management for an additional cost, a 10% increase for the five months ending May 31st, May 31st of 2015. And so they obviously weren't interested in going for a year? No, they weren't okay. during our meeting. Um, I feel my impression of it is that they did not want to go into the summer months where the curbside pickup probably doubles, if not two and a half times what they normally pick up during the winter. Um, Councillor Burr was... Yeah, they were quite too. explicit there. They, were, they had two major concerns. The one fellow didn't even want to renew the contract at all because the the size of the garbage cans that we currently allow. And so that's one thing Sandy agreed that we need to deal with that, and we can deal with that probably by, by January 1. He's, I think the number he said, he, in the last 11 months, he went through 10... 10 Guys picking up the garbage or the or inverted there, but it was just you know, he just can't get people on because physically you can't lift some of the garbage cans that people are putting in the cur curbside. And then the other thing is, it's like Sandy mentioned, is the well, it's probably mostly yard waste and that kind of stuff. It's just the, the volumes go go up significantly, and so they uh, they want to implement have the town implement some tag bag or something to limit the amount of you know. So there's a limit of how much each residence can put out. So, yeah, so they want a 10% increase for the lightest part of the year. <laughs> Basically, that's exactly it. And when I did get his proposal, I did phone him back and asked him why and was there any wiggle room or negotiation. He said no, based on the um, cost of labor, gas, and so that they were not willing to negotiate. I'm sorry? So tell them gas prices are going down. Come on. <laughs> well, we're between a rock and a hard place, aren't we? Correct. 
because there's no way you'll get a be able to put an RFP out there and uh, not at this point and not do a proper one. And what? So, Councillor Bird spoke to the size of the garbage cans. You think you can do something by by January one on well, that? Well, our bylaw has a garbage yeah. size, and we can do some. Um, um, notices we can put it into the next water bill we can put it on Facebook and they can just refuse to pick it up well I think that's probably what what needs to be done the refusal yes and then we need just need to back them up on that refusal because we also have a bylaw that says you have to put the garbage in a, in a garbage container and there's lots of people that don't do that so well, if you want to do, <clears throat> there is a bit of an issue in the sense that uh, I guess the guy is going through lots of people. Yeah. Like we, we have to have municipal waste pickup. I mean, that's that's a given. So I, I think we're, you know, like you said, we're between rock and a hard place. I think we need to, you know, agree to the five-month extension and then see if we can't get it. Well, we, ha we have to have a... a an RFP. If they're going to assist on that throughout the year, then we have to have an RFP so we can make a decision to sub have somebody else start in after the five months. Yeah. Well, I guess this, yeah, this basically forces us to go into an RFP anyhow, right? It does with this extension. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now we have six months to do an RFP. Yeah. Do you want to motion then, Your Worship, or? Yeah, if you want to make a motion. Uh, I'll uh, make a motion then that Council approve option one to accept the waste management's proposal to extend the current residential garbage contract to May 31st and to increase the two 2015 waste management operating budget uh, by an additional $8,700 to reflect a 10% increase and uh, further that uh, administration uh, get to work on a request for proposals for uh, so we can have a new contract by the 1st of June? Well, I think administration needs to know whether we we envision a recycling program with that and all of that. So I don't, I think it's going to be pretty hard for administration to work on something when they don't know whether we just want straight garbage pickup or whether we want some super duper recycling program. Right, Ms. Adams? Correct, <laughs> Mayor Tarkey. <laughs> But I think that's part of the uh, the re request for proposals. Like you know, just you know, I haven't talked to anyone else, but just talking to these guys, I think they they have some real ideas in terms of waste minimization and how to handle some of their stuff there. And so, I mean, the the uh, the proposal could be you know, the RFP can be written to to allow all kinds of different options for dealing with some of that kind of stuff. Anything from bag limits to to introducing um, you know municipal composting programs, that kind of stuff. But I. I think Tom's or Mayor Tarpey's point is that if that is what we want to do, then we have to direct administration. You know, if we want to go into recycling or or bag limits or pay as you overshoot or whatever, then we have to let them know so they can put that in there, right? Mm -hmm. So that means as a council, we have to make that decision here in the next month or two if she can get an RFP together, right? Well, definitely there's room for the recycling. I, 
they, uh, he shared one of the things with, with us in terms of, because I asked him, you know, did they have any idea of how much recyclables was going through through the waste? And they didn't. But he said one month, they the, the guy going through picking up the garbage would, was pulling out the, the, the stuff there's deposits on, bottles and cans, that kind of stuff, uh, 800 bucks. In, in one month, and that was the stuff that's easy pick. And so, doesn't I mean, sound like they need a price increase. Just go through it. <laughs> but I think it's just an illustration of how much recyclable stuff is, is going in into the waste. So, so well, maybe, maybe your worship, we need a discussion uh, about yeah. what what the RFP should look like. Maybe we need to add that to an agenda item soon in December so that we can get something out. But I think, generally speaking, I. I uh, well, we're certainly supportive, but I think we're, we need to... We're speaking, we're, we're on the engineering budget on tomorrow, right? Yes, we are. <coughs> so that might be an appropriate time to speak to, to uh, discuss it tomorrow. Okay. And I could possibly get um, some options for council for a meeting coming up in December to let everybody know yeah. what other communities are doing and uh, if that would be of any help. Yeah, that would probably be helpful. So what's your what's your motion again, Mr. Burke? You want me to read it again? <laughs> yeah. I think Anna needs needs it. Um, well, I believe that Councillor Burke just basically quoted the recommendation. Mm -hmm. um, I would like clarification if there is anything further to furthermore, or is it just to reflect the 10% increase, and that's where your motion ends. Well, I did say to, to get direct administration also to start on a request or a proposal, but if we're going to discuss it tomorrow, maybe that could be for a, a motion at a later time. Okay. So, so amend you, my motion. So your motion is to uh, to adopt the recommendation from the administration? Yes. Okay, thank you. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Bird's motion? That takes us to new business, animal control, and I'm assuming Mr. Smith is here to speak to that. We've gone from a, uh, between a rock and a hard place to, uh, to uh, somewhere around a very fussy place. We're dealing with animals. Uh, the control or the animal control contract expired actually in 2013. It had already been extended by one year. Uh, part of the delay was the fact that I had been ill for some time uh, when this was all being brought forward, and I wasn't quite up to speed. And, it sort of got shuffled off the burners onto the back of the stove. But, uh, again, Animal Control Services contracted, uh, currently contracted to the Peace. Uh, their new new title is Peace Regional SBCA. It used to be the Peace River SBCA, but they are more regional. Uh, you will have, you should have in your package, a uh, proposal letter from the SBCA. Uh, they've been doing it for years, years, years. In fact, they're the only organization that ever submits a proposal on this. They do meet all the requirements outlined in the request for proposals, and uh, they're 
hoping to provide the services right now with six full-time employees. Uh, they've got a very good volunteer base, but it's kind of uh, flexible as to who's around whenever. As you will see from your uh, notes, they are nonprofit. They run about $150,000 a year for expenses. Uh, again, $50,000 a year in donations, $27,000 a year in other fundraising. Uh, part of their agreement with us, they retain all licensing fees and all fines from animal control issues. Uh, they have submitted a proposal for $45,000 uh, annually, uh, GST included. Uh, just remembering that any GST we pay out is recovered. Uh, they're indicating that, that at that level they're hoping they should be able to recruit one more full-time staff member, which is definitely going to help them uh, deal with their animal control duties and their general uh, assistance with the, uh, the animal population in the town of Beach River. Uh, the town does provide accommodations to them in uh, what is known in the legal profession as demised premises, otherwise known as that little brown building down next door to Fountain Tire, which was at one time the town shop. Uh, so basically they don't pay any rent. We look after all the structural issues, everything else they look after. Uh, we've been down this road at least three times in my tenure in this job exploring what our options were if we were to take it over ourselves or to, to contract someone else. Nobody else ever expresses an interest in it. And the last time we checked on this, it would probably cost us somewhere around the $250,000 a year to, to run it ourselves, staff it, uh, whatever. Yes? Um, I'm just wondering, does it um, matter to the town if a new contract was to start Janu January 1? Is that better than it, November it, 8th or something? Yeah, it's it's running month to month now. That's a condition, and that's a we can make a start. The council can make a start date from whenever they wish. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Bunn? It, there, there's no real impact other than it coincides better with your budget year. If you go January 1st. But short of that, there is. Okay. Mr. Mayor, I'm prepared to make a motion. I would move that um, the Town of Peace River engage in a contract for the provision of animal control services uh, with the Peace Regional SPCA for a period of three years, commencing January 1st, 19, or 2015. Okay. If I might. Uh, there's usually uh, an extension clause to the uh, 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 maximum one-year extension clause if, if the council cared to to do that. It's, it's, it's been the standard since I've been in this position, but again, that's entirely up to council. I just thought I'd bring it to your attention. So how would you like Deputy Mayor Manzer to... Uh, to yeah, uh, with with the possible, you know, engage in the contract for a period of three years with the possibility of a one-year extension. That that would pretty much cover the way we've done it for years. That would be fine with me. So do you want to read back the, uh, the motion, Ms. Watson? Um, 
Yes, Deputy Mayor Manzer moved that a contract for the provision of animal control services be awarded to the Peace Regional SPCA for a period of three years, commencing uh, January 1st, 2015, and with the possibility of extension of one year. Correct? All in favor of Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion? Passed. What, what do you have budgeted right now in the budget? It, right now it's 40000 and in, in change. So or, we need to we increase another, that. come up with another 5000 per annum. And they haven't had a raise since 2009. It's a 10% increase. Eight and change. It's a good thing no one listens to the podcast, Mr. Smith, and then they'd really know how much, how much over a barrel and they've got us. But anyhow. Thank you for your time. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to pop to number three and then, or, or you're not doing the childcare thing. Right? No, I'm no. not. But we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do your MD of Peace 135, okay, thank uh, you. Shaftesbury waterline extension. <coughs> thank you. Although that probably only saved you five minutes anyhow, so. <laughs> this is pretty simple. <clears throat> what it is, is a request for decision for council to support the MD of Peace's application through the Alberta Community Partnership Program to support their application for the engineering component of the extension of the Shaftesbury Water Co-op farther south. Okay. How far did they want to go, Sandy? Do you know? No, they didn't mention it. Okay. So if you don't know... Uh, my question was related to revenue, Sandy. So you you have no idea how many new customers would get picked up in the volume. No, or it would all be in you know. You've we, only we, got a certain sized line, so that probably the engineering component of it would be how many more residents this line could at the current at the current at size. The current size. <laughs> current size okay. yes. So, Mr. Mayor, this is different than the information item. Um, 11.2 this is something different Mr. Lexus says it is so actually 11.2 uh, are you aware of 11.2 which speaks to the uh, Hub water treatment plant, regional water supply, PH1 dash HUB water treatment plant. That, that's just the uh, the four hundred thousand dollar grant for the oh. for the water plant. Just oh. the phasing approval. Okay. Yeah, this is the the money that they have approved to email us. So totally different. Okay, so um, any other questions, Ms. Adams? Motion, uh, Councillor? Uh, yes, Your Worship, I would uh, put a motion on the floor that uh, the town of Peace River uh, write a letter to the MD of Peace, uh, which would, in regards to a joint application under the Alberta Community Partnership Program to fund the engineering costs for a proposed extension of a regional water line along. Shaftesbury Trail. 
All in favor of Councillor Needham's motion? Seeing no one opposed, we'll call it passed. Um, that allows us to jump. Thank you, thank you, Ms. Adams. Thank you. Uh, to the Child Care Association request for support. And uh, uh, Ms. Bell is not here to speak to us, so um, I think this is fairly straightforward, isn't it? Your Worship, if uh, if we can, I would just put a motion on the table. Okay. It is fairly straightforward. So just recommending that or requesting that administration provide a letter to uh, the Peace River Child Care Association in support of their application uh, to the Community Facility Enhancement Program for the reconstruction of the Sugar Plum Tree Daycare. All in favor of Councillor Benke's motion? Passed. A question. Uh, Kelly, do you have an idea of the significance of municipal opinion? Like, what, is, what does that mean? They need a letter from the council indicating that we, first of all, are aware of the project and that we support what they're trying to do. It is a fairly important component to the grant application. If they, if they don't get it, it's highly unlikely that they'd be successful in getting the grant. That takes us to item four uh, under uh, new business air monitoring uh, committee member appointment. So there's a uh, request to have a council member sit on a newly organized air monitoring committee. And I take it this is an initiative from uh, the Alberta Energy Regulator. Um, does somebody want to pick this up and uh, argue for or against it? I have a question. So it mentions, um, includes the Reno area. Does it also include like Peace River, <coughs> Grimshaw? Like what area does it include? Well, they Only probably Reno? mean that it, it includes, uh, in addition to, there used to be a Three Creeks Air Monitoring Group. So I'm anticipating that this is meant to expand into the Reno area and probably uh, across the river to uh, to Northern Lights, at least at the DMI end, and, and uh, even out to the airport area, perhaps even Grimshaw. So probably everything north of the Peace Air Shed Zone, well, so they refer to as PASA. Yeah. I guess, and I don't know, maybe Anna has some more information, like is there terms of reference for this group and are, like the airsheds, there was an expectation that there would be funding from the municipalities and along with the industry. Uh, you know, there's no indication in this whether this group is going to be self-funded or whether it's going to be funded by AR or whether there's kind of a hodgepodge of that. So I think definitely before committing to be, engage yourself in that that. Uh, to degree, I think we need to have those questions answered. Yeah, because uh, certainly they tend to uh, try and tap not just the industry uh, industry in, in, in the area, but also the municipalities. Yeah, like PASA had that. They were looking for a per capita contribution. It wasn't it wasn't a lot, but it, I mean, it all adds up from a budget perspective. So. Well, it was enough that the city of Grand Prairie decided not, not 
tr decided to opt out of PASA. So, so it's probably worth just uh, like making a motion to accept for information. Well, I was going to suggest, Your Worship, if there's some interest, I would make a motion that administration contact uh, the writer of this email and uh, Tina and just to ask for some clarification, specifically uh, terms of reference, map, costs, before we make a decision. Well, or should we have administration uh, ask them to make a presentation, ask them to put some sweat equity into this, <laughs> this committee? That, uh, that, that would work as well. Ms. Alexa, do you want to add something? Um, yes, if I may. I just wanted to say that I did contact the writer of that email, Tina, and uh, she has advised me that they currently do not have a terms of reference, and all the information that she could give me is basically included in this request for decision. I would suggest we accept this as information, and if they want to make us give us a presentation at a future date, I guess we'll entertain that request. But my motion would be to accept this as information. Okay. Uh, all in favor of Councillor Anita's motion? Great. So that now takes us to uh, this Teamsters ad on rail safety. So uh, is there a decision on this that needs to be made? Or is this more information? Uh well, that's completely up to council, but what they're looking for is uh, support to make an ad getting people's attention to railway safety. I see they want to uh, to do it uh, in the middle of an NFL or CFL or the Grey Cup game. I see that at yeah. TSN. So basically <laughs> they, just, they just want, I believe, just a letter of support saying, yeah, sure, we support your ad, then go ahead and make it. Oh, they, they don't want dollars from us, or they do uh, want dollars? No, that's not it looks like it's already been made. I think you can see the French version or the English version of these links. And also, they're not too up-to-date in uh, certain information as to who this is directed to. I would move that this be accepted for information. All in favor of Deputy Mayor Manser's motion. Okay. Passed. Uh, Echo Gas. They have a Christmas reception. <laughs> so, uh, Wednesday, December 3rd, 2014. In Manning, Alberta. I don't think it's Manning. Oh, okay. It's Edmonton. Okay. Who wants to uh, make a motion to accept this for information? I'll make that motion, Your Worship. All in favor of Councillor Bear's motion. I was hoping he was going to enable me to go. Uh, Murphy Oil Corporation business mixer invitation, and this I assume is for tomorrow evening. I have one question regarding this. Uh, go ahead. Do we know if it's uh, come and go, Anna? Because I've had, there's been a couple few discussions that I've been privy to that indicated it might not be, but 
I know our intention is to come and go. My impression is that it's come and go. Okay. But that's just the impression that I received. Is it's it a possible? It's a mixer. She said it's very casual, just people mixing together. Okay. <laughs> just because I don't want to go. If it's set, a set program, obviously, I don't want us to show up and then I'm not leave. aware of any. Okay. Yeah, it's such short notice that I think, I think it must be just come and go. But you'll, uh, you've told them that we're all going. Yeah. And then at six fifteen, we're leaving on mass. Actually, at six o'clock. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said you will grace them with your appearance. Okay. Okay. Um, so, do we need an enabling I, motion? I think on we've this already or? we've already enabled. Council to go to the seventh. No, okay. Okay, I would put a motion on the table then, Your Worship, to enable uh, Council to attend uh, the November 25th Murphy Oil um, mixer from 5 to 6 p.m. All in favor of Councillor Menke's motion? Uh, just a note, I will not be attending that one, by the way. Okay. So you're, you didn't realize you're on, on the hook for suffering your, yourself then? <laughs> my, my wife is on the hook for my supper. Okay. <laughs> Good thing she doesn't listen to them. <laughs> okay. Uh, reports. Uh, check registry uh, to November 10th and then to November 19th. So any queries on those? Those reports. I had one question, Your Worship. Innovative civil con uh, constructors. What what uh, um, project are they working on? I ask this for two reasons. The line across the bridge. The bridge. Uh, okay. I think they're going to be very good proponents of our photo radar in town. <laughs> <laughs> proponents I've, or no, uh, well, contributors? Contributors. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a couple of instances actually quite unsettling on the south side of town and on the west hills. <laughs> uh, anyhow, I was just wondering what they were doing for us in town. Okay. It's just for council's information, I talked to them because I walked past there. They're in the truck there. They're supposed to be finished by, he said December 10th, but they haven't done much since then. But they're supposed to be finished but before Christmas. Okay, uh, any other questions on either of those those check requests, those check listings? So the 29,000 to MPA is for further investigation of Fats Creek, or are we? Yeah, I'd, I need to double check, but I think that is for, because we did have them start on the, on the work yeah. For the next phase of Pat's Creek, and that should be what that's for. Okay, thank you. you okay, is that good enough? Because Anna is going through the quick pays. Anything uh, on the November 19th one? Any other questions? If not, I'll take a motion to. Uh, Except for, what do we say these days? Information? Councillor Ford, all in favor? 
Uh, that takes us to councillor's reports, and we'll start with uh, councillor Oren Ford, uh, who wishes to speak to the uh, community liaison officer. Um, basically, just from our discussion from the uh, the budget meeting, um, we are losing uh, um, Constable Holly Porterfield. She was a community liaison officer with the RCMP force for the last six years. Her and her husband are transferring uh, south. Um, and uh, just in regards to our discussion on Monday, just to to bring it forward to council, I'm looking for a motion to uh, present uh, Constable Porterfield with a picture of the Town of Peace River for her dedicated work over the last six years, especially with the uh, D.A.R.E. program and the kids in the schools in our community. Okay. Do you, perhaps you'd like to make that motion yourself then? Sure, I would like to uh, put a motion on the floor, Your Worship, to uh, to get a picture of the town of Peace River and uh, present it to uh, Constable Holly Porterfield for her dedicated work for the last six years in town. That shouldn't be a problem, Mr. Bunch. Okay, all in favor of Councillor Ford's motion. Uh, who wants to start in terms of Councillor reports? I, I can, Your Worship. Good. Just, uh, I'll, I'll draw back uh, a week or so here just to uh, be as brief as I can. Uh, on the 5th of the month, uh, I met, uh, the, uh, Shell had a lunch uh, meeting over at their uh, community office in town and uh, had a discussion with a number of their officials, but uh, Frederick uh, Wasden was in attendance. And Mr. Wasden is the general manager of the Carmen Creek development. So he's um, someone up the food chain in the senior management of Shell. And we discussed a number of projects uh, or a number of, of issues around their project. And uh, what we raised with them, of course, was uh, Shell's commitment to the, to the community, the time frame, the impact, all of those things. But specifically uh, with regards to future capital projects such as recreation facilities, he was certainly open for that discussion and suggested that at some appropriate time when uh, the town of Peace River is, is ready that he would set up uh, an appropriate meeting in Calgary with his senior staff and we would speak directly with the vice presidents of the corporation. So uh, this was in regards to uh, potential uh, participation in, uh, in recreation projects. So it was a, a great discussion. Uh, no promises, of course, but this is a, uh, a fairly high-level uh, group of senior officials, and uh, Mr. Wadsted did make mention of the fact that they did make a large capital construction or capital contribution, rather, to uh, a Fort McMurray project and other communities around the globe. So I think we've got uh, we've got a good contact, and uh, we will certainly uh, chase that when the when the time comes. The um, other item I guess I would mention is uh, I did have a, a chamber luncheon meeting on the 12th, but it's it's uh, largely stale, that information. It was on the 12th, and uh, I provided an update of uh, a number of things that uh, the town was working on, and, of course, the EDO discussion also came up, and uh, that, was, uh, that was on the 12th. I guess the other item I would mention is this week, or rather last week, uh, attended uh, AAMDC, which is the Association, Alberta Association, Municipal Districts and Counties. Um, 
I thought it was a pretty good session from a contact networking personal one-on-one -on -one discussion point of view. I had a chance to sit with uh, the MD of Peace, uh, Northern Lights, Northern Sunrise County, uh, MD of Spirit River was at our table one day, so a number of one-on-one -on -one discussions about local issues and where we're going on projects and just having a, a real candid discussion with a uh, uh, fellow elected official, so that was pretty good. Um, Deputy Minister Brad was having breakfast by himself on the last day, so I happened to sit down with him, and uh, the minister came and joined us, so we had a discussion just before the bear pit session, so it was good to keep in touch. Uh, and then I guess just the other thing, uh, the other thing that struck me from the event, uh, well, one other, if I may, uh, met with ATCO very briefly at the event, uh, and they uh, we had a discussion about their lighting systems in town, and uh, incandescent or the, the new lights that they can change to. But, of course, there's a large capital cost in these things, and, of course, they've got to pay out the existing fixtures. So my impression is as these fixtures are paid out over time, they will certainly convert to the new lights. Uh, ATCO did mention that they've had discussions with the two new developers already, um, Mr. Weaver and uh, Phase 5, and maybe, I'm sorry, Citadel project and phase five, I think. So APCO is doing some work on that. Uh, we also had a discussion about their water meters and uh, it was mentioned, I think we're trying to get a bit of an extension. I'm looking at Kelly here in terms of the transition. So that issue got covered off and it seemed as though they were, uh, they're obviously out of that program, but uh, they were willing to negotiate on some time and it sounds as though they've already had some discussions with LCAO. And then the other point that was mentioned at ATCO is if anybody's driven across the bridge, you'll see the lights are no longer standing like this. They're tilted towards the river, and with some of the industrial loads that are going over the bridge, even whacking those heads out. So if you drive over the bridge, you'll notice that they're not at night. At, at night, yeah, it's not. It's not you sitting in your drive, yeah, holding your head. Uh, and just finally, uh, your or any of that eggnog that you might be drinking. Yeah, or yeah, well, it's 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 not related to photo radar, that's for sure. The other thing that just struck me, uh, and I, um, Deputy Mayor Manser was a tenant, so I should give her a minute as well. Um, a lot of similarities in the, the resolutions that I sat in on, uh, and you know, very very quickly, the uh, uh, Water for Life. There was a unanimous uh, resolution passed on the floor. Uh, for extensions for water for life. So that's certainly got implications for us. Temporary foreign workers program, uh, provincial funding for libraries and FCSS funding. Um, you know, there was some, some certainly some common elements. Uh, there was a motion on the floor regarding uh, the amalgamation process and amendments, which is, um, we won't get into that, but I think it's a wording of, it's a question of wording. And the delegate, the delegates had quite a discussion about how that uh, should be framed. So that was my week. Uh, I'm not uh, looking forward. Uh, I'm not able to make the budget meeting tomorrow night, uh, but I will attend the MMSA meeting in the afternoon uh, as well. So uh, that's my so lengthy that, report. Right. So seeing that the engineering budget discussion is on tomorrow, and I know that Sandy Adams has been uh, speaking with ACO, around uh, extension times on the water meters. Uh, what, what is your recollection as to how far they were willing to go? Uh, on I, I think it was like, now you're going to put a number. I, I, I thought we were talking like five or six months, I think, is what we were So we were June? 
June, yeah, July? Maybe yeah, I, I contacted them. They said the program, they sent us a letter saying the program was over at the end of December. I contacted them. They got back and said, well, maybe March. I, I explained I wasn't happy. Uh, they said, they phoned back and said, well, how about the end of June? Does that work for you? So that's kind of where it's sitting right now. Good. Th thanks for that. Yeah, that, uh, that so does uh, follow up to to that. So, does Sandy think June is doable? It, it'll be it'll be doable. The, the question is, what will we have after that? And you know, whether it's manual reads or what will what will do. I'm also I'm I'm continuing to push ADCO a little bit. They um, so we may get more than that if we if we're able to push them a little harder. So probably, well, it'd be good September, October, because I think we're pretty well committed to paying for the meter replacement, and uh, it's just a matter of giving them some time to time put to them in, it. right? Yeah. And putting them in in February and March is not, Yeah. doesn't help anybody. Yeah. No, we'll push for as much time as we can possibly get there. Okay. That segues off perfectly into Deputy Mayor Manzer's. Uh, well, I too found that um, the AAMDC conference was uh, rather interesting. Their bear pit, uh, one of the questions that was asked of Minister Fawcett was about flood mitigation. And the question was, um, could there not be increased dialogue before a decision rather than as the decision was being delivered to you? And the minister said, yes, there could be. Uh, increased dialogue. Um, Minister Campbell also was asked about casino funding and the differences between, um, say, somebody in a group in Peace River going to Grand Prairie versus going to Edmonton and the amounts that those people actually receive. And Minister Campbell seemed to think that there was a plan in place to equalize the payments to both rural and urban uh, groups. So that would be good news if, uh, if it's um, that way. And it was just an interesting conference. Uh, they did uh, go out to the ministers about bridges and roads. And uh, the minister and premier were responding, well, you know, oil is at 75. And the question, uh, the person asking said, well, um, you didn't have much of a plan when it was 100. So what's the difference now? So anyways, it was kind of some interesting dialogue there. Um, I also went to the Mighty Peace Area Watershed, um, basically a summary session. So that's interesting reading for anyone who uh, has some time to look into that. There was a clinic meeting, and the clinic group also met with Minister uh, Mandel in Edmonton. And um, they're basically waiting for the business plan from the clinic um, group. And uh, apparently that was submitted at the beginning of, uh, or the end of October, but the minister hadn't realized that it was in his department yet. So that's moving along at a slowly, slow pace, I guess you'd say. And that was about it. So, no, that isn't quite about it, because I understand there was a very good session between the mayor of Whitecourt and the Reeve of Woodland County. And they have an agreement that uh, I think we, we should get a hold of that agreement, probably also get agreement, the agreements between the MD of Greenview and Valley View slash Fox Creek. Yeah, just 
if I may, just to clarify that session I sat in on, and I've, I'm not sure the title of it, regional collaboration, I guess, so it was uh, Mayor Marianne Chichak and the Reeve of Woodlands, and and uh, and then uh, partnered with them was the Mayor of uh, Leduc, City of Leduc, and the Reeve of the County. So they was the four presenters, and they were talking about their successes. But, but specifically, um, uh, the Mary uh, Marianne Ch uh, Chichak, the mayor of Whitecourt, of course, uh, listed off a number of their agreements. But of course, the uh, the kicker was, and I should be very careful, but it seems to me it's ten percent of their equalized assessment was the number that came out. But I I, I should guard that comment uh, because I'm not exactly sure but I know it certainly drew a large breath in the audience and uh, <clears throat> I know I did have a discussion with Tom Burton afterwards and Tom was the regional director I believe for AAMDC, AAMDC and I I think he made a comment that he owes our deputy mayor some paper and uh, he suggested that uh, because of that IOU and these agreements now are being refreshed with uh, uh, Fox Creek, Grand Cash, and Valley View. This is this is the uh, uh, their old agreements have expired, but now they're into some new ones, and it would include the new recreation facility. I believe what he said is he would be sending those to you. Now I, I that was just a. a I'll look forward to that. Yeah, it was a. He did acknowledge that he owed you some paper from a request some time ago, and. Uh, Perhaps that was an apology through me to you. I'm not sure, but uh, yes, we should try and get those. The cer certainly the ones from uh, that's the Greenview, but the other one, or the, the the Woodlands County one, would be the other one. And I I can uh, perhaps I'll volunteer to send the mayor a note and uh, see if I can get a summary of that. Well, I think we actually want a copy of the agreement, so because well, well, the reason why I okay, well, is that the reason why I. I say that is we're going to go into negotiations with Northern Sunrise County. Um, so it's just Northern Sunrise County up for this year. And then uh, next year is probably one of the other ones, Northern Lights. Uh, MDPs, I think, was in 17 or 18, something like that. And Northern Lights is not in 2016? Well, oh, it's okay. It's just that it uh, provides a, a good template for us to to base our negotiations on. So, who wants to go next? Okay, Councillor Vinky. If we're going in rotation. Um, okay, so I was meant to attend the PREDA meeting on November 5th and 6th. Unfortunately, I had a doctor's appointment in Edmonton, so Mayor Tarpey attended um, the general meeting on the 6th. Uh, November 18th, Terry and I had an informal lunch with Darcy, again, just having some uh, preliminary discussions regarding um, formats, feedback, what have you, for arena fundraising committee. So we got a little bit of feedback on that, and um, I think some good jumping off points, I think, when we're ready for them. 
Um, and then just this week coming forward, there's a budget meeting tomorrow with uh, Murphy, as well as the Santa Claus Parade on Friday. And I am taking Blair to the town kids party at the pool on Saturday. So, so just uh, on that arena fundraising and uh, <laughs> Councillor Needham's comments. So I was at that luncheon that they hosted at the uh, at their <coughs> downtown or their their office just on the other side of the bridge and uh, and um, Fred. <coughs> Remind me what his last name is. East Watson basically committed that he would uh, get us an audience. When it comes to the arena funding, he said he would uh, get the town. A, that's something that's done at a higher level. So uh, what he promised was that he would get us, i.e. you, Ms. Benke, <laughs> to uh, an audience with uh, their executive committee, for lack of a better phrase, and uh, to be able to pitch the arena and uh, and any other, you know, recreational amenities we we think we need out of that. And I thought, uh, yeah, that's probably, uh, and we can probably use that template for other groups. Thank you. Mr. Sachek, you want to? Um, I guess since our last meeting, um, we did do an MPC meeting, another quick one on the 13th. Um, obviously involved in a couple uh, economic development committee meetings um, to go over budget and or hiring. Um, on the 17th, I had one of those. Uh, museum board meeting on the 19th um, of last week. And coming up, um, budget meeting, uh, MMSA on Wednesday uh, session, bylaw, land use bylaw seminar. Um, I will also be attending the uh, children's party at the pool on Saturday night as the guest of honor in the red suit. <laughs> you need to add a few more pounds yet, buddy. Okay, Lauren. Uh, as Ed mentioned earlier, I was at the uh, CAC meeting, uh, RCMP Advisory Council meeting on uh, Wednesday. Um, we do have two new officers starting in town within the next two weeks. Uh, they will be, one's already arrived, one will be arriving here shortly. Um, this, I also had a meeting with uh, Constable Holly Porterfield and a gentleman by the name of Tom Shannon who's now taken the lead on the COP program and it's now to the point where um, they will be forming a board and a society and uh, moving forward. Uh, then that, I uh, attended the Festival of Trees on Saturday. It was a very, very successful event. And uh, we'll be attending the budget meeting tomorrow. So you don't know how much they raised at the Festival of Trees? And not as of yet. <laughs> I, I, can, I can say that uh, Mayor Tarpey is now the proud owner of a wonderful quilt. 
<laughs> if I remember correctly, isn't he also a proud owner of a purse? And <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm very happy you know the difference. <laughs> $400 that handbag cost me. <laughs> Councillor Burr. Uh, since our last meeting, there's been a couple of Dodge Mini attendants. I dropped by the Chamber Job Fair uh, just to see how things are going there. It's just kind of on my way home. I went to light up the park on the 14th, and the mayor was there and a couple other councillors, I believe. Um, I attended the National Child Day event at the where is the, the portables there by, by, by Springfield. It was interesting. I, I thought I'd have to speak, and I didn't. I just got to get down and play with the kids. It was quite enjoyable. So, and then I ended up talking to the to the media. So I don't. Know, I, I didn't hear how that went there. Uh, in terms of upcoming stuff, uh, just the land use seminar on Wednesday and uh, budget meeting. Okay, great. Uh, so that's that's me. Yeah. Um, so I attended the Preda meeting, uh, annual general meeting. We didn't retain our seat on the uh, executive committee, uh, unfortunately. Then uh, I lit up the park on, on that Friday. I can't remember what the date was. 14th. 14th. And uh, Festival of Trees on the 21st. Or was it 22nd? Festival of Trees. 22nd. 22nd. And there'll be the Santa Claus Parade on the uh, uh, 28th. 28th or 29th? 29th. 28th. Friday. Which actually just reminds me, uh, Tanya was asking if council will be available to hand out candy canes and, and who will be available in case there isn't enough of you that she gets somebody else. I'll, uh, I'll be there. I, I'm a tenant. Are you, you going to be the guy in the red suit or what? Are we having more candy than last year? <laughs> she said lots of candy canes. It's leftovers from Halloween, don't worry. <laughs> so is everybody going to be there? I will be there. Handing out, okay. Very good. Okay. <laughs> I think, I think Councillor Ford is already good to go. He's ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and there'll be a a water wastewater. Um, a, well, a meeting at is it at Northern Lakes regarding, uh, uh, I guess, staffing support for water wastewater operators in the regional area. December third, I think that is, Isn't or second. Second. Intendity. But I understand that the town has is fully staffed now. They've offered the positions and been accepted. They're not here yet, but they'll be here the next few three weeks. Just to add one item, Your Worship, but also at the CAC meeting, uh, before I forget. Um, we do have uh, three applicants to fill the community liaison officer's position, and uh, that name will be um, released shortly, probably within the next week or two. Okay. Um, that takes us to the information part of the session. So um, 
There's an operating and capital budget variance uh, present. Um, well, actually, there isn't a link to it. So item 11.1. you can present it, uh, scan it for the next meeting. I certainly can. I, I do apologize. I'm pretty sure that I scanned it. Um, but I believe that if you, I think, I'll just have a chance. Yeah. And then there's, there's, uh, I take it, a few uh, dollars from Alberta transportation under the Water for Life. Is it under Water for Life, the Alberta Municipal Water Wastewater Partnership Shaftesbury Regional Water Supply? Is that Water for Life or just a different program? Okay. And uh, this is advanced payment. So what what is this one going to do for us? It's all it's it's all part of the approved grant that we received initially of and I forget the exact number, $21 million, okay. something like that. So this is just another payment okay, of that. Okay, this is for the actual water treatment yeah. plant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Kelly, is that money that we've already, town's already had to pay out, or this is? They, the grant is 74.8% is or something. And so what has happened is as we pay out, then we ask them to pay back their component, okay. the 74, 75%. Okay. okay. So the, uh, the, aqua, the, um, the Chris, Chris Warkington uh, announcement is really around uh, the Aquaterra facility in Grand Prairie, I take it. That's uh, Chris Warkington news release. And then the email from Minister Drysdale speaks to uh, just to their release of their 2013-2014 annual report. Nothing specific to us in there, I take it. And, uh, and then there's the actual annual report. So municipal affairs, municipal inspection uh, report will be presented uh, um, December 1st to town council and the public on that very same day. Um, the letter doesn't speak to the actual date, but the date uh, selected upon and decided upon was December the 1st, which will coincide, coincide with a regular meeting of council. And uh, Norton Sunrise uh, kindly forwarded their uh, the appointments to their to the boards and committees. Uh, do we do a similar gesture on our part? We just forward them on to the various uh, to the various municipalities. Uh, Municipal Planning Commission uh, minutes. I think you touched on this, Mr. Slotchuk, didn't you? And there's nothing nothing to speak of there, or is there? No, there was just one agenda item, and it was a it was a previous uh, decision made by the uh, planning commission, and there was a 
an amendment requested of it. So it just came back for a, it was a variance on a, on a setback or a encroachment, I guess, on a, on the edge of the property line. And, uh, the guy wanted to make it just slightly larger. So we had to review it again. The minutes the letter included here are actually about the modular homes in Lower West. Please. Oh, we're meeting behind? Yeah, meeting behind. Perfect. Great. So we're now we're meeting ahead. I guess so. <laughs> you know what's coming next week. So uh, the last item on our information is uh, just uh, a notice on the federal gas tax fund and... Uh, it uh, states here that the town of Peace River will be in receipt of uh, $365,690, which I think we've already allocated in the uh, upcoming budget. So uh, I think I'll, uh, if I could get an There's one other thing no? I think you missed. There's the letter from the Ministry of Municipal Affairs regarding, re respond to your letter about municipal funding for libraries. Number five. Do you, do you, so he even directed it directly to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay. So just, just to reiterate the point, uh, that was a recommend, or there was a resolution at the AMDC that, that spoke to an increase of, of funding for library and FCSS both. So, um, our rural neighbors are aligned with us on this one. Okay, great. So if I can get an omnibus motion to accept items 11.1 .1 through to 11.8 .8 inclusive, uh, barring no, uh, no, uh, bar, barring no adverse comments from our executive secretary. <laughs> Is that what we call you? Or is it executive assistant? Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm I can find 45 words in there. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, I just wanted to double check, Kelly, because that report is not part of the information. Should that be just tabled till next meeting? Or Oh, I see. What The item 11.1. Because .1. it was missing, right? So they yeah. can't accept it. I, I would put a motion on the floor, Your Worship. Uh, items, uh, information items 11.11. .11, uh, uh, point two through point eight, I guess, be accepted as information. All in favor, Councillor Needham's motion. Uh, are there any notices of motion? Do you need a motion? To, do you need a motion to table that other item, the variance report, to the next meeting? No. Okay. Uh, are there any notices of motion, Mr. Bunn? Yeah, CAO. So uh, key, we'll jump to key communication items. So we'll, we'll we'll defer to the media here. What was interesting about today? Uh, the uh, Chamber of Commerce submission. That would be the first. That's huge. Okay. And, uh, are you guys going to be attending uh, the next meeting, Chamber of Commerce meeting? I'm not sure when that is. Uh, they said it was December 3rd. We, we won't have made a decision by then on, on an EDO. But there will be council members. There will be council members that attend. Yeah. 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 Well, and and I suppose for your benefit, we 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 do have a 
representative on their board of directors and we uh, uh, we always have one or more counselors attend their uh, their monthly meetings mm -hmm. so so we're always pinging them for information um, uh, they they elected to uh, make a more formal presentation today to us mm -hmm. As, man as, man as mentioned, uh, there's also an opportunity for people to attend the regular lunch meeting as well. Okay. Thanks. Um, I don't know if this is, we should start talking about the town's open house is going to be on, I don't know, I've got listed as December 10th okay. at the museum, starting at 5 o'clock and possibly till around 8.30, okay. 8 o'clock. December 10th? Yes. I, I realize the daycare uh, sugar plum is not our project to announce, but I wonder if it wasn't worthy of. I just put down that uh, we had agreed to provide a letter of support for that, as well as for 135 and sure. the ratification sure. of the SPCA agreement. Sure, and I, I, I think on the daycare it certainly signals to the broader community that um, there are some steps being done in terms of advancing the yep. project. And, uh, not, not to steal their thunder, of course. Yeah, is there anything we can say about the arena in terms of um, how where the planning is? No, um, no nothing right now. Um, your worship, in regards to the library award, what was the title of the award? Because it's so a little vague. It was uh, it was actually a municipal heritage pres preservation award, and it was uh, an honorable mention for for the town of Peace River. Municipal Heritage Preservation Award, and it's it's uh, honorable mention for commitment to heritage conservation through the identification, protection, and promotion of historic places. Okay. And uh, was there anything else that was interesting besides the Chamber of Commerce presentation? This, this council want to indicate that we've extended the. Uh, Waste collection contract. Yeah, yeah. So that people know that the garbage is going to be picked up next week. <laughs> but in terms of that, we should also maybe think about cons asking admin to uh, make sure that in the next water bill or something, there's mention made about the uh, rules with respect to the the amount of garbage that should be picked up or put out somehow. It's the size of the of the canister, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it's also the amount of stuff that seems to be. Go ahead. Uh, that could be just a separate planning little story, actually. Then yeah. that would be of great interest talking about in terms of 
I actually, it probably would be uh, beneficial if you could talk to Sandy Adams and uh, just speak to what the issues are around the garbage collection because it it sounds like well, first of all, uh, well, I, I think yeah, be honest. Uh, these well, talk talk to waste waste management themselves and uh, and the problems they're facing and uh, the fact that. They went through nine employees, and a lot of it seems to be because people are using oversized garbage cans and putting everything out, including the, the kitchen sink. I would suggest that our contractor request be too accommodated. Uh, I know in a couple of cases, my inner town, I, I, I think they were going in perhaps that, you know, that there's stuff that they shouldn't have been picking up. And, and but, but the point is, I think that do citizens know for sure, what well, they, the rule they, is. Well, no, I that came up in the meeting, and they were told they the contract wanted to back out, and they were told, no, you have to do that. So, I mean, that's coming right from the contractor himself. So, I, again, I don't know if the contract says one thing. I don't know that you can do something else, but the. You know, they were told they had to take those bigger garbage cans, and City of Edmonton, they have a little sign, a little. Notice they post on the garbage can. This can is too big. We're not going to pick it up. Get another one. You know, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know specifically what he was saying at the meeting. I do know that our our um, director of engineering in the past uh, they weren't picking up, and he he told them their obligation was to pick up according to their contract. And so whatever he was requiring them to do was in their contract. They didn't want to honor their existing contract. He said that's a point for negotiation. You have a contract now that we expect you to honor, and if you want to change the contract, then we can have that discussion. But we expect you now to honor your existing agreement. But so when our bylaws says they don't have to, no, well, I don't know what exactly what those terms were. Um, but when they went back and they they actually compared what their contract said, they said yes, you're right, and it it was a, one of their local representatives here that was refusing to do it. Their VP out of Calgary phoned back right away and he said, it's our mistake. We have a contract. Yes, we will honor our contract. Okay. So that's where it ended so as far as I'm so aware. I, I don't know that. Yeah, it, it could. I, I, I'm just not sure. But but I know that when they looked at it, they said, yes, we do have to do that. We agree we have to do that. And they yeah. carried on. Yeah, I think... Well, yeah, I think I think that'd be fair to get her to talk about it and what uh, some of the issues are for the uh, for the waste hauler. And uh, I know that this was an issue in the city of Edmonton, uh, and it, oh, it's an occupational health and safety issue. So uh, that and the fact that uh, a lot of people are not are supposed to put them in put their garbage into a, uh, a receptacle, and a lot of people are. Just putting a, a garbage bag out there on the on the curb and allowing the uh, the the yeah taking their chances with the ravens. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Anything else that? Uh... Yeah, sorry, I just wanted to um, contact people for these particular items. So for the museum award, who do we want to put there? I don't know if there'll be further That's, information, but. Why don't we make that? Okay, Terry. Terry. Um, the chamber. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll call. Um, SPCA. I'll be happy to do that with. Okay. Um, child care letter of support. I can do that one if nobody has a problem with that. <coughs> 135 letter of support. Uh, yeah, we supported them. On the uh, Shaftesbury on the Shaftesbury line extension. Yeah. So, do you want to be the contact? Sure. Okay. Um, the, the open house for the town. That can just be a note. We might not need a contact person. I guess if they want more information, they can count, call Anna. Yeah. Okay. And the waste collection contract. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'll, I can speak to that. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Probably just direct them to Sandy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so that takes us basically to uh, in camera. We'll, uh, I think we'll take a five minute break, Anna. And I don't believe there's any necessity for Anna to be here, or do you, do you feel that? So you'll be able to see, see your kid, kid early. These are the movies. My kid has a better social life than I do. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the way it's supposed to be, isn't it? He's 12. No. <laughs> okay. Five.